0: I'm your host, certified health coach, motivational speaker, sober since July of 2016, American Ninja Warrior competitor, two-time world record holder, and ultra-marathoner, Matt Scaletti. Here we go! Welcome back to
1: the Live in the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Matt Scaletti, and we have a very special guest coming from Brooklyn, New York today. This is DJ Kay Styles. She is a German born, New York based DJ and producer who seamlessly and uniquely mixes all genres of music from Planet Hollywood and the Cosmopolitan in Vegas to Irving Plaza and Up and Down in New York City to performances with Quest Love. For Comedy Central, K Styles consistently rocks the hottest clubs nationwide. She also regularly provides music for partygoers like Drake, Sarah Blakely, and Mark Cuban, and DJs at the legendary Madison Square Garden for the New York Knicks. Just insane. I can't even believe I'm reading this. Okay. She's also worked with MTV, VH1, Saturday Night Live, Showtime, and Bacardi, as well as done modeling for Inked Magazine. With her talent, beauty, and style, as well as her own production, exclusive remixes, and dedication to her craft, Kay Styles is one of the most sought after DJs in New York City. What's up? Hey. (laughs) Welcome to the show.
2: I feel like now I have to live up to that
1: intro. <laughs> yeah, you got a, you got a lot to live up to. Do you want me to, we, could just, we could just end it right now and say like goodbye, yeah. everybody.
2: It was really nice talking to you.
1: <laughs> this is DJ K Styles, aka Kate, and I'm yep. trying to figure out which one I'm going to call her throughout the interview, but I may switch back and forth. I don't know.
2: Yeah, switch it up. Surprise me. I answer the
1: both. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. Pressure's off me. All right, Kate. Let's hear about, I don't know really much about your background in music in general. Tell us about whatever you want to tell us about your background and how you got to where you are currently.
2: Okay. It's kind of an odd story. Oh, good. Uh, I always loved music, like grew up listening to punk rock and rock and roll and hip hop and just, I don't know, maybe I loved it more than the average kid. I don't know. I just really loved it always. And so after college and graduated, I started a temp job you know, working in an office and it became permanent. I was working actually at Estee Lauder in advertising for a while and working behind a desk wasn't amazing for me. (laughs) So, you know, my mom was a college professor. So she was always like, why don't you learn something? Why don't you read a book? Why don't you take a class? So she's like, why don't I get you a cooking class? Because I don't cook and i was like no thank you like i don't want that very much but i was like i heard about this dj school can you get me like a class there she's like okay so i took a class dj 101 at scratch academy
1: really oh that's cool
2: yeah no it was legit like and this was before serato so you actually you're learning on turntables and how to set everything up you know all the basics like it was really cool and i fell in love so uh, then I took another class, you know, and then eventually I bought my own set of turntables and, like, started collecting records, and it was just a hobby for a while because I'm kind of a perfectionist, so, like, before I even dared to, like, venture out in the world and even tell people that I was doing it, it had to be good,
3: you know, yeah, so yeah.
2: I did that, and then it kind of spiraled out of control and went from a hobby to, like, taking, like pay- like, I was like, people are paying me to do this this is awesome. So it was like a side job. And then it was a part time job. And then before I knew it, I was working full time and kind of DJing full time. And I did that for a couple years and had like, very little sleep and zero social life, but saved (laughs) up a bunch of money and was able to quit my day job and started DJing full time.
1: That's such a cool story. So it was one, it basically started from one class and it just snowballed into what it is now
2: exactly
1: oh so how many how long have you been strictly djing for in your life
2: um i think about 13 years now
1: oh good for you so this is how i mean you're gonna laugh at some of these questions but maybe (laughs) i'm just naive but when you say you started buying records are we talking like do you do you still use records like what what do you i don't even know well i
2: started buying like
1: records oh oh there's biggie (laughs)
2: Like actual records.
0: Wow. For those. The
2: digital stuff wasn't really invented yet. Yeah. I sound so old. Oh my God. <laughs> Back in my day.
1: <laughs> experienced. You sound experienced, Kate.
2: Yes. It's wisdom. wisdom. Uh, yes. Yeah, we didn't have Serato. I'd, like the laptop wasn't a factor yet. So I was playing actual vinyl, you know, okay. where you like, two of everything and. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Here, here's what I love. I mean, this is, it just seems like such a great story of you could have taken two different roads. You could have stayed at your desk job and probably hated your life for 40 years and then yes. retired and done whatever. But you, like, you made a big decision to start DJing. And I guess my question is, what was it like when you cut the desk job and went all in on DJing? Were you scared? Were you excited? What was that like?
2: Um, all of the above. Like, I do remember walking out of that building on the last day that I was there, and I actually felt like I weighed less. Like, I felt oh. so free. Like, like, this weight was lifted. I felt amazing.
3: <laughs> That's like, so cool.
2: Towards the end of my job, like, they had restructured things, so I wasn't even doing what I wanted to do anymore. I was just kind of shuffling papers around, and like, I was supposed to, Yeah, it was terrible. Like, nothing was my fault, but everything was my problem. Like that kind of
1: job. Yeah, I know what you mean.
2: So really unhappy. So when I left, it was amazing. But at the same time, it was completely scary. Because, you know, I I made sure I had jobs lined up before I left. I wasn't just like, okay, now what? You know, (laughs) I had a residency that was like a few nights a week. So I was like, okay, I can live off this for a little while. But so I wasn't actually that scared until about two or three months later When randomly, like the manager from the spot that I was working at the most, like, called me up and was like, yeah, you don't need to come back.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I was like, but, and we had booked out like a month and a half, at least in advance. So I turned down other gigs, you know, not that I had a ton of gigs at that point, but I was like, not ever. He's like, not ever. (laughs)
1: Oh no. What, like, so what's the story? What, what you do after that?
2: Uh, panicked. <laughs> <laughs> panicked for I'm sure. I'm sure you did.
1: Yeah. I'm sure you're not exaggerating. I'm sure you did.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I was still so new at it. I was like, I, I don't know what to do. I didn't understand. I fully didn't understand the business and the hustle and everything else. So it was really just trial and error and better figure this shit out. Yeah. Like, go. <laughs>
1: Here I got a question for you. I'm so excited to see how you answer this. So you're a month and a half in. You have this gig that's, you know, it's paying you. You're there multiple nights a week. He cuts you off, says, I don't need you anymore. Did any part of you say, Kate, maybe I should just go back to that desk job and forget this DJ thing? Or were you all in at that point? And oh, I was, was all in. in. You were? I was
2: all in. There was no going back. Ah. Oh. Never.
1: <laughs> no. That's great. But good for you. Like you didn't, there's no plan B. Like you're all in on plan A.
2: Definitely. Definitely was. There was no plan B. (laughs) I don't think I usually have a plan B. Like I'll make one if I need to, but like plan
1: A. (laughs) I think, I think it's a great point. If you're all in on plan A and there is no backup plan, you don't have a choice, right? You have to make this work.
2: I mean, it's what I really wanted, you know, like, so, and also I had, I'd saved enough money where like, if that happened, I wasn't going to die.
1: Well, you
2: know, from like working both jobs full time for like two years, you know, I really, I didn't have time to spend any money. So (laughs) it was all savings. (laughs) So I had a little cushion, you know, Yeah. So it wasn't the end of the world, but it was definitely a good, like reality check right at the beginning. Like, Oh, don't get comfortable.
1: Yeah, you're right. (laughs) That's probably the best time for that to happen. Was right in the beginning. You oh, talked yeah. about a setback. I mean, you got punched in the mouth, and you kept <laughs> you kept going. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I
2: was like, ooh, okay.
1: <laughs> noted. <laughs> so, what what drives you on a daily or monthly basis? And I mean, I think this all kind of mashes together on setbacks and pushing forward and everything is there something that just drives you to want to be the best dj out there
2: yeah i mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) i like i I always want to be the best at what i do like i take so much pride in what i do that to do it like half ass is not an option Mm -hmm. and you know, when you can do things well, it's so much fun and everything flows. And like, it's just such a great feeling and like you're doing the best for the crowd and everything just comes together in this like beautiful, beautiful way and just works. So yeah, always like, I'm always trying to be better and smoother and like learn new things and adapt to like new technology, you know, anything that makes, that gives you the advantage to be better, the opportunity to be better.
1: I love that. Everything you do, you want to be really good at it, and keep working until you are good at it. That's awesome. What
2: I just like doing things I'm not good at.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that is that kind of the what is it barometer? Like the crowd is that how you kind of gauge how well things are going? Is, is is that what you would say?
2: Yeah, for the most part, in a club, like the the goal is to kind of like take them on this journey, you know. Especially if you're doing the whole night. For yourself, like from open to close. So at the beginning, you know you want to ease them in. People are just getting there; they need a couple drinks to like loosen up. So you're not expecting anything crazy like right away, but you get to play really like cool stuff that you don't get to play at any other point in the night. So you know it's like you just go on this ride with them, and you take the you know like kind of ease in, build it up, build it up, and then you know around prime time it's crazy, and you can like. A good DJ will tell you crowd reactions are are everything. Like, you can tell. It's fun to take some chances and kind of go left sometimes and maybe try to expand their horizons a little bit. But And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't work. (laughs) And, you know, you you go back to, you know, a a big hit or something because you can tell, like, oh, that was a little too far, but we're still on this ride. Yeah. (laughs) Pay attention to the crowd because you're really there for them.
1: Yeah. And that... I think that's awesome that you clearly adjust based on how people are reacting to what you're playing, which probably makes you one of the reasons why you're the best out there. I think that's so cool
2: thanks yeah I mean it's fun too. It's such an interactive experience like you're you're providing the energy and the vibe, but I'm also getting it back from them so it's just it's a circle and it just feeds off each other when it's like really going well
1: i, I I checked out your youtube uh your channel and I know there's the one I think it was just a few weeks ago where you're you're djing I think I guess it's virtually but it's like twenty some minutes and the different types of songs that you had on there they're all like want i'm I'm up dancing and going crazy but like it was so cool how it was like a let's say a hip hop song and then mixed in with an 80s song but it was all this upbeat fun like you're smiling the whole time how do you how do you decide what any given event the the 40 to 50 songs or whatever are going to be on there like how do you how do you figure that out uh,
2: well first of all your reaction to what i was saying is exactly what i'm going for like i had fun i was dancing like It was like, you jumped genres, but it was like, it was super fun and it made sense. Like that's, so thank you for saying that because that's amazing.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, as far as planning an event, I don't, I honestly never know what I'm going to play until I get there. Really? I I don't make a playlist. Some people like to do that, but I can, you can never really tell what it's going to be until you're there. It's like, I mean, I could think of a few maybe songs I want to start with, but you really have to see the place and the crowd and the people. And I mean, unless there's some like strict private event direction, you know, then it's okay. But <laughs> for the most part, I really just got to feel it out.
1: Yeah. Do like, you,
2: my friends always text me like, what are you going to play first? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like I'm still on the train. I don't know.
1: <laughs> do you do, do you do any like talking in between songs or is it mainly all just music one song after the other?
2: for me i just play music like i've always been afraid of talking on the mic actually i really dislike it
1: (laughs) we're gonna change that it's (laughs) go time kate
2: i actually started doing it more with the live streaming you know to interact with the chat room is kind of the only way like you can't type back or anything and that's been a fun adventure i like that but i always felt like talking to crowds at a club like Put your hands up. Like <laughs> shout out to like Stephanie on her birthday. I just feel like I sound so lame. Like <laughs> it's just me. Like it's it's a full-on skill. Like Mike skills are a whole other skill set. And
1: and I'm excited for you developing that skill set very soon.
2: Yes, I'm working on it.
1: <laughs> so just because you brought it up, I gotta ask you now. So how does the live stream work? And this is a perfect time to tell listeners and viewers how they can check out the live stream but how tell us how that works because i gotta be honest i have not seen one yet
2: oh okay so every thursday um i'm doing a live stream from like eight to ten ish or eight until it stops being fun and i do it <laughs> via twitch <laughs> so it's oh. twitch.tv slash iheartdjk styles uh, i don't I don't know if you need an account, but, like, you don't have to set anything up to, like, tune in. I think you can just, like, watch. It doesn't cost anything. And, yeah, like, I started actually doing it on Instagram. But they're, like, really strict about their copyrights for yeah. the music, which is very frustrating. So I was getting kicked off, like, over and over and over. And I wound up in Instagram jail once. Like, they wouldn't, <laughs> let, they wouldn't let me post for, like, a whole day. I, I was on punishment, so... <laughs> That wasn't fun anymore.
1: <laughs> you know what? I thought you were going to say they weren't going to let me post for a whole month. And you said what? a day.
3: A whole day.
1: <laughs> that's funny. But really hey,
3: tough.
0: Yeah, a
1: day is a long time now. So yeah. Twitch is more, I have, actually I have Twitch just because I wanted to see what it was all about. But that's more copyright free or you can play whatever you want.
2: For now it is. Yeah,
1: I guess that's. Okay.
2: It's been more for gamers in the past, I guess. Like, it's been their platform to do their gaming things. Yeah. I don't know anything about that world, but a lot of us DJs have switched over to it. And I guess once you play, like, a certain amount of hours or get a certain amount of followers, like, you can actually make some money doing it. So, oh,
1: okay. I didn't know that. Oh, that's cool.
2: Yeah. I don't think it's a ton, but you got, like, an affiliate status. It sounds like a pyramid scheme when you explain it to people, but... <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not
3: like
2: if you have a certain number of hours and a certain number of people, then you can apply for this. Like, but yeah, you can't make money off it.
1: <laughs> so you're, th- this is a perfect lead in cause I was going to ask you about this anyways, given the, you know, the, the COVID world that we're in, clearly there's not packed clubs with a thousand people currently, but how have you and Twit? this is a perfect, Which is a perfect answer. How else have you adapted to the new normal that we're in to keep yourself in front of your fans and your audience?
2: It's actually been a challenge. Like, because at first we didn't know how long this was going to last. We're like, oh, I'm on, whatever. Yeah. So I was mostly just lazy. At first I was like, oh, this is kind of a nice break. Like, I haven't had a vacation in so long. Like, I don't even know what that feels like. So. (laughs) They were kind of great. But then I was like, okay, I got to stay present, you know, like out of sight, out of mind in this like digital world. So I was like, a friend of mine started before I did. And he had like this bright idea. He got this thing called an iRig. So you can basically pump your music directly from the mixer into like your phone or computer. So the audio quality is amazing. It's perfect. So I followed his lead. I was like, hey, where'd you get it? Like, (laughs) send me the link. So I got that too. And just started the live stream thing. And it's been really great. Like I did one for this agent, this DJ agency based in New York called 4am. Like I did a set for them last Wednesday and now, um, I'm starting a new show on BYLR radio, which is going to be amazing. This whole brand new radio app that I'm really excited about. Um, I actually got to finally log in and listen to it because it's in beta right now. Well, actually it was. Now it's launched. So go get it. Go get the app, BYLR Radio. Um, And my show is Saturday nights from 8 to 10, Saturday Night Fever with DJ K-Stuff. (laughs)
1: oh i love it so you're you're live by the way that's how we connected bylr is jesse who's kind of become a friend of of both of us unbelievable guy entrepreneur absolutely just
2: kind of visionary with this whole radio project i gotta admit it
1: sounds like he has been so you're live you're live on on bylr
2: saturday nights yep so i have like a two-hour mix show it's super fun like and just like working on the mix show i have I actually had so much fun just making them. Like I'm dancing around and like I'm having the best time. So I think that's a good sign.
1: <laughs> I think that is a really good sign. And just just to see the the YouTube video I was watching, it, to me watching you from afar, it seemed that sounded weird to say watching you from afar. But that's looking at at, like Instagram <laughs> and everything, and since we connected, and I started looking at your website and learning more about you. It seems to me that you are 100% authentic to you, to DJK Styles. And I'm inspired by that because it just seems like you're so comfortable in who you are. And my question is, first off, maybe is is that true or not true? And if it is, how have you become so self-aware and just so true to you, no matter who the audience is? Because I think it's a really cool thing.
2: Oh, thank you. First of all, that's like awesome to say. Um, yeah, I I just don't know any other way to be. Like I, I really don't like fake people, fake things. Like I've always been a good judge of character and I can see that stuff right away. And, you know, in certain environments you have to just play a role, but, and I'm fine with that for business. You know, everything's a little bit political in every business, in every industry, but overall, like, you just—I feel like I just do better being myself. Like <laughs> it's all I know how to do, and I'm like nerdy. I'm really clumsy. Like I haven't knocked anything over yet on my desk, so I'm really proud of that.
1: You're <laughs> gonna jinx that. Now it's gonna have to happen.
2: Oh, I, think I did.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I. But everything you just said to me, like that's so cool. That hey, that's who you are, and like it or hate it but that's just me and i think that's so cool
2: yeah i mean you saw phyllis
1: oh yeah (laughs) for those of you watching on youtube phyllis is the well you can explain who phyllis is i don't
2: phyllis is my cactus friend uh (laughs) who i brought to the beach and blew up and her counterpart phil lives with my best friend mary and (laughs) you know she stayed inflated for like the past month and a half so i'm letting her live her best life among all my other plants and she's she's very happy
1: for those of you that are just listening, you should see the background in Kate's place. It's it's very green, and there is a blow-up cactus in the corner that's very entertaining.
2: And she has heart-shaped sunglasses, like I like to wear, so, you know, it was meant to be.
1: Oh, that was the other thing on the YouTube video. I like the halfway through, boom, putting on the sunglasses. Well played.
2: Yeah. You know, hearts are kind of like the brand for me. Like, I heart DJK Styles and, you know, all this stuff, so... It, she's just so fits my aesthetic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually you're, you're just, you're making these questions. Like it's so easy because we're flowing right to the next one. So I I was thinking like, and I don't know if you have to do this or not, but let's say a new client is thinking about hiring you there. Maybe they're debating between a few other DJs. Is there something that, I mean, and we're learning about you. So I think we're getting the answer, but is there something that, differentiates you from i don't i'm not necessarily trying to get you to compare yourself to other djs but what makes you you and is there something that sticks out that makes you unique
2: um i think there is because definitely clients hire me for me you know like a lot of my residencies just want me it's like i can't get subs you know i can't be like hey can you fill in this gig because it's not like they just need a dj it's me I think part of that is just really good relationships with the bookers and owners and management. Like, and maybe that goes back to just being real. You know? like, yeah, like they're people. You know, as much as they're writing your checks or whatever, they're just people. Like,
3: <laughs> yeah, you
2: know? like just treat everyone with respect and nicely, and like have some fun. You know I mean,
1: but I think that's such a great answer, and it's <laughs> relationships are that's everything, right? Relationships in business or in life.
2: Oh, a hundred percent. Like it's, that I think is have like 80% of the industry. The key is like building relationships.
1: I love that. And I'm sure there are some people that struggle with that. So that's cool that you, it's almost like you, you enjoy that part of it is getting to know some of these, I guess you're What do you call them? Booking agents? Is that what you said?
2: Yeah. Bookers are just managers. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm friends with someone that, like, they're just super fun people. And, like, we all have so much in common working in nightlife, you know, that just is, is not the same for, like, nine to five people, <laughs> just, like, our sto- our war stories and all that well, stuff.
1: So. I'm, I'm glad you said war stories, because <laughs> I, I have to ask you to, to tell a story. I mean, c- according to the bio and per our conversation before we started recording, I mean, yes. you've worked with and been around a lot of household names, like, Drake. I mean, we mentioned Sarah Blakely, Mark Cuban, who's from Pittsburgh. That's where I'm from. Do you have any? There's got to be a story or two in there. Oh, you're already laughing. I don't, I'm going to stop have, talking.
2: Uh, the Mark Cuban story just makes me laugh every time. Oh, yes. So he he was at my Friday night gig um, at La Poisson Rouge that I play with um, this '90s cover band called The Fresh Kids of Bel Air. So I have a break while they're on stage. So. I was, like, side stage with him, and he's hilarious. (laughs) Like, I had no idea. I was like, oh, my God, Mark Cuban, like, should I say anything? And, like, the next thing I know, we're, like, doing shots and, like... Really? Yeah, just having fun and, like, horsing around, and our other friend was there, and it was just, like... We're acting, like, rambunctious teenagers.
3: (laughs) And
2: then, like, I don't know what led up to this. I don't remember, because shots, but... (laughs) Eventually, we wound up, like, bumping our bellies. Like, instead of, like, a chest bump, we did, like, a belly bump. <laughs> like, side stage, just, like, jumping around like idiots. And it was hilarious and super fun. And he was just so down to earth and, like, just a fun person to be around.
1: <laughs> that is a great story. Did you so know? Very mature, you know. <laughs> That's <right>. Belly bumping. <laughs> yeah, totally. Did you know? Did you know he was going to be there? And then did you know, like, you knew what he looked like and know of him and everything?
2: I didn't know he was going to be there. But I knew what he looked like. But I think someone probably had to be like, hey, that's Mark Cuban. I was like, oh, it is.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's a fun. Have most of the... The bigger names you've been around, I I don't want to say maybe we're not that silly like you and Mark have been, but most of them pretty down to earth to work with?
2: Yeah, for the most part. I mean, that's definitely probably the most fun and like the silliest interaction, (laughs) but for the most part, people are just super chill and like down to earth. Like if you just talk to them.
1: Yeah, like (laughs) like human (laughs) (laughs) beings.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think that's what some people miss. They're like, don't you get starstruck? I'm like, honestly, sometimes I do. Like, I won't lie, but for the most part, it's like,
1: "Oh hey, what's up like <laughs> <laughs> we're all just a bunch of human beings right
2: yes
1: <laughs> what's it, what's the is there something, and I don't maybe it's because of what's going on now and having to pivot and make changes and stuff is there some way that you're currently trying to it sounds like you're always trying to improve, which I think is probably That's a reason you're so successful but is there some is there a is there something specific that you're trying to improve upon to get you to the next level well
2: right now I mean as far as the live streaming goes I'm definitely trying to build up the audience with that and like you know by doing a consistent set every week it's kind of you know just it's almost like doing a set outside and I'm getting a completely different audience from what I would get in the club It's a lot of the club people aren't on the live stream yeah. it's, it's funny so that's been amazing you know just like reaching people that I would never reach from all over the country and maybe the I think all over the world too I think I had Guyana in the building like wow. on the last chat it was just very cool and then besides that just you know I'm still I posted a, a new mix the other day on Mixcloud I am working on a Really cool remix that I don't want to tell you too much about because it's not done, and I'm okay. a perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, um, yeah. What's, what's the best way to get your your music and your material?
2: Um, almost everything is on my website, djkstyles.com. and all my uh, social follows are at iHeartDJKStyles. So
1: um, we got get- to get. <laughs> you got to get people on there because you have a fun, it's like a party on your social media. I mean, it's so much fun.
2: I think it's fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds too like when we're talking about improving and changing and all that stuff, it seems like through your live streams, you're actually interacting with your audience even more because you can type a response back or answer them one-on-one. Is that is that fair to say?
2: Yeah, it's... It's a different kind of interactive crowd. You know, like, I can't see people to gauge their reactions to anything. Like, yeah. and honestly, if no one's in the chat room, like, you could have, like, 20, 50, 100 listeners, but it's still a little, it feels a little dead because you're still basically alone in your bedroom
3: DJing.
2: <laughs> so that's what we're all reduced to at this point. Playing field has been leveled. <laughs> so... But with the chat rooms, you know, when people are pretty live in there and, like, people are making new friends in the chat rooms, which is really funny. And now there's, like, new little groups of of party people. And it's funny, this one specific group is always in there, this girl named Virginia. um, And she brings all these people. And, you know, they're like, let's go to the dance floor and, like, put the dancing girl emojis. Or, like, I love this song with the speakers. Or, like, kind of narrate. A party or she's like oh let me send an uber for this person and i was like i think you guys are amazing this this is great
1: (laughs) it's like they're they're making the most out of a difficult situation right
2: absolutely like things just change you know they're like oh i'm going to the bar do you want anything (laughs) i'm like okay what okay (laughs) like this this is awesome (laughs) like who would have ever thought like
1: you're right that's the truth i mean i would have never thought but I, I, think, but I think to me, I think there's, there's two ways when something changes. You can either A, push back against it and just fight it, fight it, fight it, fight it, or B, do what you're doing, which is embrace it, right? I mean, there's nothing you can do. You might as well embrace it and enjoy yourself. And I think that's an inspiring part of your story.
2: Oh, thank you. I mean, at first, I was definitely trying to fight it. I think we all were a little yeah. bit, like kind of in denial so I think there was a first good month, month and a half that I barely even looked at new music. I was like, I don't I don't care. Like yeah, I think when you're kinda of sad about something, you're like, whatever.
1: Like Yeah, you blow so yeah. So
2: you know, there was that time period. I didn't just like hit the ground running like, Whoo, pandemic, I'm gonna live stream. Like <laughs> it definitely took some time and adjustment. So
1: Yeah. But see so, like,
2: Yeah balance
1: out my brain a little bit. I think you and me and everybody else, I mean, that's not, I don't think anybody just hit the ground running on whatever it was, March 30th or whatever the date. Uh, Okay, so I'm kind of excited to ask you about this. We talked before we started recording and I asked you because there was t-shirts behind you and I'm nebby and nosy and I always ask about (laughs) What's in people's backgrounds? So, we saw Phyllis is the cactus. Yeah. There's also, which I'm a big (laughs) fan of Tupac and Guns N' Roses. Tell us, there's a story behind these shirts that you have. Tell us a little, there you go.
2: There is a story. I've been waiting for you to bring them up. They are strategically placed in my background.
1: (laughs) I mean, oops, you noticed those? Yeah, I just noticed. I just I just randomly asked.
2: So, um in the wake of this pandemic and DJing being virtual and spending a lot of time at home with my cat, um, you know, you, I'm just trying to pivot and think of new things to do. Cause it was, it was weird at first, my friend, like talking to people about shit, like what am I going to do now? I don't, I still don't really have a long-term answer cause we don't have a lot of answers to anything.
3: Fair,
2: But then, like, you know, like, what would you, what, what do you love and what would you love to do? I'm like, well, first of all, I was already doing it. Like that was the dream. So I was like, okay, what else do I like? You know, like let's, let's try something. So I always have like cut up my own t-shirts and kind of styled them and turned them into dresses or whatever. And I always get a lot of compliments and I was just doing it to a shirt I bought the other day, actually like this Tupac shirt. And, you know, I made this cool back with the braiding and it's like a slinky little dress, but it's like, you know, it looks all proper in the front. But my, I was trying to, I sent my friend, you know, some, some mirror pictures, because we're classy <laughs> girls. And she's like, you know, you could sell that. And I was like, yeah, that's funny. Right? She's like, no, no, you could sell that. I was like, I could sell it. Hey, I could sell that. <laughs> like, it was this little process of Oh, you're right. Yeah. So it, you know, I've been doing it for years. I love doing it. So I figured, hey, let's try it, you know? What's the worst that could happen? I have a lot of cool t-shirts to wear and so do my friends. <laughs>
1: that's so, cool. You're right, that's true. Everybody
2: wins. Yeah. So yeah, I started um, just, I, I want to hesitate to call it a clothing line because I don't know if I'm that cool, but...
1: You're that cool, it's a okay,
2: clothing so line. so I have a clothing line. Yes, you <laughs> did. XOXO by K-Styles. A-
1: you already have a name for it? Of course it's a clothing line, yes. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, in. I mean, we got. Let's see the custom little tags and everything. Oh my goodness!
1: Yeah, this is a, okay. So, can I ask you how how did you make that possible? Because it seems like it hasn't been that long of a period of time when she said you could sell it, and now you have the, the online store up. Like, can I ask that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess I learned from building my brand as a DJ, and just I mean. It was always offensive to me, just side note, when people were like, so all you do is DJ? And I was like, ugh. Like, oh, yeah. Yes, I DJ, but, like, I don't have an agent. I don't have a manager. So you're looking at my entire team. Like, I am PR. I am promo. I am admin. I am the intern that gets me coffee. Like, <laughs> and I play the gigs. So, like, everything is coming from here. Like, I'm busy. Like, it's running a business. So from my experience doing that, I kind of had a head start with, like, what I needed to know or what I needed to learn to do this. And of course my mind was mostly on like the creative aspect, like, oh, I can make cute tags. Like, <laughs> I think that was one of the first things I'm like, they're going to be gold and sparkly. Like, you knew it. You already had that. But I mean, that's like, I had a head start too. Cause I already had the XOXO logo from DJing. I had kind of branded, I heart DJ styles and the XOXO K-Styles was already a part of everything. So I already had an, like I, i saved the Instagram a long time ago, just in case I wanted to switch it up, you know? Wow. So a lot of it was kind of already in place and it just made sense to, to just go with it. And like, I don't like doing anything half-assed. So I'm like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So I just kind of pivoted and put all my time into this and I'm having a great time doing it. And I finally got like six or seven pieces. So I opened the Etsy shop. I think it's only been like a week and a half.
1: Wow! So how do we? How do people check out the Etsy shop?
2: Ah, it's etsy.com slash shop slash XOXOKStyles.
1: XOXOKStyles. We got a look yeah, that or you
2: can go to its Instagram. The Instagram is XOXOKStyles.
1: Oh, okay, like, good.
2: From there. And you can see all the shirts. I'm about to do a shoot and like post more, I think, for next week. Because I just keep making them. And basically my goal was just to make really cool stuff that I would wear. Like if I wouldn't wear it, I'm not going to make it. Like, There's one shirt I've been working on for about a week and I keep doing things. I'm like, I look at it. I'm like, Oh no. Mm-mm. <laughs> like, that, that's tacky as hell. You know? And I'm like, okay, strike one. We knew this was going to happen. Let's try again. <laughs> like, so it's, it's been a really fun process. And it's just kind of like very much my style, like this rock star chic, like, kind of vintage feel. And it's been a trip so far.
1: I think that's so great. Do do you have, are you also the entire focus group or do you ever run it by a friend and say, Hey, what do you think? What do you think of this?
2: Yeah, I have brought in some friends for opinions. Uh, My friend Sam Har has been the creative director behind the shoots. Uh, (laughs) My best friend, Mary has been the lighting designer for my shoots. And also just like, does this look crazy? Like, So yeah, I've, I've, I've consulted a few people and I hope they're not just like blowing smoke up my ass, but you know, they're good friends. So I don't think so. And I think they agree that my stuff is cool.
1: <laughs> and, I, I mean, this is what a cool little, I don't want to say side hustle because it could be a main, a main piece of it. But I, I really love, I have to just pinpoint this, how you think about, okay, what's the worst case scenario? And, and jokingly, but I'm sure you're kind of serious. Like that's not that bad of a worst case scenario, right? Like,
2: yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm definitely investing a lot of time and like a fair amount of money, but I also am like aware of the finances and, and like investing in it is investing in myself. So. And it's, you know,
1: and it's so obvious to me, I'm sure you you know this, but I can see it on your face and everything. You're just passionate. Like this seems like you're really, really having fun giving this a shot, especially because it's something you've never really done before.
2: A hundred percent. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you start small, like, let's see what happens. Like maybe this is something I could do. Who knows? I mean, with DJing, it was a hobby for a long time. I never dreamed that I would get paid for it. I never dreamed like... 13 years ago that I would be DJing for the Knicks. Like who is that girl? Like who I literally step back sometimes. I'm like, who am I? Like what's what happening?
1: <laughs> <laughs> can we, can we just talk about that for a second? Because yes. this woman that I'm speaking with right now, DJed in front of, I don't want to give it away, but I'm a huge basketball fan in the most iconic arena, not in the United States In the world, the Madison Square Garden, what the heck did that feel like? Can you even try to put it into words, or is that impossible?
2: That was me being speechless, because I really don't know. (laughs) It was absolutely amazing. I DJed the Knicks-Pacers game at the end of February this year, and it was a packed Madison Square Garden. Like, that's the dream. Yes. That's the dream. Like, I, I mean, does it get bigger than that? I don't – and it was just so cool. It was just such a great event and a great, like, just time in my career. It was. It felt amazing. It felt amazing.
1: <laughs> I can't – so when, when you're going out in, in for Madison Square Garden or any other job that you're going out on, can you immediately – I don't want to say calm because you don't really want to be calm. You want to be upbeat and energized, but do you, do you have, do you get that nervous excitement feel or as soon as you start going, is it just flow right from the beginning? I think
2: sometimes I still do get that nervous excitement. Like I remember the first gig I ever played, you know, is like using turntables. So I go to pick up the needle my hands, like, shaking, shaking like a leaf. Like, I was literally like, okay, balance it, put it down. Like, <laughs> and, like, it was nervousness, it was excitement. So it's not as bad as that now. Like, I, I can contain it, but definitely, like, a little bit of that feel, like a little bit of the shaky hands feeling, you know, when you do something huge.
1: Yeah, but is that almost like – get you more focused when you have that little bit of nervousness going on?
2: I think so. I think it's, it's fun to still get excited and nervous about some things. Because if you don't get excited about, you know, playing Madison Square Garden, what are you going to get excited about? <laughs>
0: That's very true. <laughs> you
2: know, like, if you're not going to be nervous about that, like, are you a human? I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, I felt the little nerves. But as soon as I started playing, like, you get through that first mix, and you're like, okay, you know what you're doing. Like, go ahead and do it.
1: Oh, I like that. Oh, and just tell everyone, after you played at Madison Square Garden, you celebrated by going out with friends, right?
2: I celebrated by running to my next gig.
1: <laughs> I can't believe that. You're all in.
2: went into the train, ran downtown, sat up, and started playing my next gig.
1: <laughs> that is, you are all in. And that, so give us the, after, you know, COVID's in the rearview mirror, what's what's a day in the life of dj k sals? Is, is it one of these where you start work at like 8 p.m. and you're working till 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning or what's the average friday or saturday night
2: um usually usually like dj gig hours for me like on a weekend would be maybe like 10 to 3 10 to 2 11 to 3 11 to 4ish
1: yeah. and you, Depending
2: on the spot. But always late. Definitely yeah.
1: late. And like if, I'm a night owl. <laughs> I was going to have you always been a night owl?
2: I actually have, which is very beneficial for this job. <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> how Has your, given that the things you're doing now are earlier, I think you said 8 to 10, yeah. have you been able to adjust to, are you still staying up until 4 o'clock in the morning because that's how you're wired? Or do you go to bed earlier?
2: I am. Um, at first I was still staying up because even on nights when I was off, I still tried to stay up, maybe not till four, but like three, like just to be on some kind of consistent schedule is, you know, to like get up at 8 a.m. one day and then work till 4 a.m. that night. It's, it doesn't work. Yeah. So I tried to stay consistent, but I think even now, I'm still going to bed around like between like one and three. <laughs> like one is so early for me. But
1: That's so funny.
2: Everything is earlier like I realized the other day I hadn't actually been out at night in forever like even like outdoors like after midnight I was like what is this what's <laughs> happening I felt like such an old lady I'm like indoors wow. by 10 p.m.
1: <laughs> I shouldn't tell you that I'm in bed at 9 30 basically every night of my life so
2: you're you like your super eyes. early right
1: that's true I'm up super early that's very true wait
2: what time do you get up
1: 5 a.m. every morning when you're so, coming in, I'm going out.
2: So when I was working, five a.m. would be the time I'm getting home. <laughs> yeah.
1: When, <laughs> when you're getting home, I'm waking up. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, well, I hope that you can just keep pivoting or doing whatever you need to do to keep this thing rolling. I'm excited for the clothing line and you said there's seven pieces. Are they all shirts or what's the combination? <laughs>
2: They're like t-shirt dresses. So like depending on how tall you are and how you want it to fit, they have like, well, actually I'm kind of wearing, I'm wearing one of the shirts now. So it has like an open back. Oh yeah. With like some embellishments and all that. So some can be worn as just oversized t-shirt, like tank dresses. Some are just shirts, some are crop tops. Um, I have about like 10 more things I'm going to, that I've been working on it are going to get posted this week. So,
1: you're, you're getting everything's,
2: it. it's, it's evolving too. Everything's a little different. I found like another cell that I'm a huge fan of. So, I'm like, oh, we'll do more of this. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's been super fun. And I mean, here's hoping it can go from like this side hustler hobby to something bigger. And even when DJing comes back more, like maybe I'll just be an entrepreneur and a multiple business owner.
1: Yes, I think you will. <laughs> I think you already are, but you will keep trending and i mean from what what i'm seeing and i'm sure listeners and viewers are thinking the same thing it seems like the the dj world and the fashion world and we can even talk about the modeling side because i know you've done that they seem like they mesh very well and can all go underneath that k-styles brand right
2: they really do i didn't realize how well until now like i'm doing it all but yes like they really do. Like the cross promotion has not been difficult, you know? <laughs> and it's a lot of the same kind of demographics that I, that I'm reaching with the music, you know. So,
1: tell us tell us about your massive debut in a huge magazine. Uh, was it a few years ago? A couple of years ago?
2: Yeah, it was uh, 2016. I think. Yeah, 2016. It was July. Um, I have it here. I was in Ink you- Magazine.
1: Inked Magazine, which is, I'll be honest, I know of Ink Magazine. And all I know is it's a big publication. It's huge.
2: Yeah. Like, especially in the tattoo world, I think it's, like, the go-to. Like, yeah. Like, you know, kind of most mainstream of it all. And I, I follow them on everything. I always thought they were super cool. So when when my friend was like, do you want to do this shoot for it? I was like, uh, yes. <laughs> Please. Like, yes. And it was funny. It was actually... A really hard shoot because I think we—it was for the July issue, but I think we did it in May, April or May, and we were on a rooftop or rooftop with like a kiddie pool, and it was freezing out. Oh no! So cold. (laughs) So cold. So all of us were like, "I don't want to get in the water." You get in the water. I don't want to get in the water. You go. Like. (laughs) So
1: ice bath out there.
2: Yeah. So I think we made it look okay, but this was. The magazine. There you go. Yeah, and then this was the spread.
1: You guys are all so. That's you and. Yeah, that's me. That's me.
2: That's me. That's me. That's me.
1: She does it all. Everybody, she you do you do it all. Look at that. That's awesome.
3: A triple threat. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's very true. Is is that? I mean, obviously that's a massive magazine. Are you going to do anything more on the modeling side or are you going to focus on the DJing and clothing line?
2: My focus is on the DJing and clothing line because it's, you know, they're kind of my babies They're something I'm creating like all on my own. That's under my umbrella. That's just that I've made from scratch, you know, so that to me is like the closest to my heart. Yeah. And the modeling I still do some here and there. I think I'm actually doing something this weekend for some boots for a fall line, waiting on confirmation, but yeah, I mean it's all fun for me and it all really does tie together. so
1: it does. You, I, I just think it's so the last question I'll ask you before we'll get into this final five, I call it. what do you say <laughs> to someone who is in a similar situation as you thirteen plus years ago, where maybe they have a desk job? and they know that's not their passion what they want to do they may want to do something totally different what do you do you have any advice for that person if they're just they know they're not going to be happy long term sitting at a desk
2: take the leap
1: jump Mm -hmm.
2: do it i mean do it in a smart way you know like don't just jump off a cliff but have a parachute (laughs) like you know like i mean make sure you're prepared like Do everything you can, like sacrifice that year of your life or a year or two and just hustle and make money, stack money so that like you're okay when like your initial leap, maybe, you know, you stumble a little bit because it's going to happen. Like a hundred percent, it's going to happen. So yeah, just hustle, like do as much as you can to prepare for it, even though you'll never fully be prepared to just walk away from a lifestyle that you've been doing. It's hard but it's worth it, like 100% worth it, and you will be happier in the end.
1: <laughs> oh, that's such a good, I need to like clip that little 30-second speech right there. <laughs> I hope somebody, somebody's going to be listening to this and thinking, maybe I need to take that leap and do what she said. I think that's really cool.
2: I hope so, because it made me so much happier. Even now, when things are really tough and, you know, really uncertain, and nobody knows what the hell is going on, I'm still happier. hmm I I was not built to sit behind a desk for a billion hours a day.
1: (laughs) I think what you just said is huge. I mean, that's so huge that you could probably have a steady job like you had 13 plus years ago and you'd be making maybe a steadier income, but you'd be be like 10 times less happy. You'd be unhappy.
2: Oh, 10 times minimum less happy. (laughs) Like, yeah, I mean, steady income. I haven't had steady income. In a long time, yeah. You know, and honestly, while you're at that job, that day job, work those benefits. Do all (laughs) your doctors get those teeth clean Do the whitening? Do all the extras? Because you will (laughs) never have benefits that good ever again.
1: (laughs) Great tips coming from D. Case House. I love that. All right,
2: you don't think of.
1: (laughs) You're right. I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of little or big things you wouldn't even think of that come up, and you're like, oh crap. I yeah. had that at my job. I don't have it now. But you wouldn't change it for the world. And that's the best part. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, I hope somebody listened. I'm telling you, whoever that is listening or watching, go for it. Or maybe maybe they can reach out to you and, uh, and you can Absolutely. give them some thoughts. So just, I know you hit us with it once, but what's the best way on social media that people can get a hold of you?
2: Um, probably Instagram or Twitter. All my social media handles are at iHeartDJKStyles.
1: I heart DJ.
2: Everything. Like if you want my mixes, it's mix cloud slash I heart DJ K styles. Instagram at I heart DJ K styles. Twitter the same. The only difference is my website is djkstyles.com. That's but
1: perfect. But I think
2: if you put in I heart DJ K styles, it might take you there too. So <laughs>
1: it really does. that's a good idea. I, does, I heart but- DJ K styles. There you go. Okay. Are you yep. ready for my favorite part? Final yeah. five questions. Here we go. Okay. All right, we're going to go deep. We're going to go deep here. How how do you want to be remembered?
2: Um, nicely. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Say nice things about me. Uh, yeah, someone who just worked really hard, like was kind to people, was successful and happy and generous and just brought happiness to people.
1: I think that's great. Do, do you ever think about somebody could listen to your music 200 years from now. Like, do you ever think about it?
2: I have not.
1: I think it's pretty cool, though, that you're... I never
2: really thought of that, to be honest. Like, whoa. Yeah. They like it still.
1: (laughs) In in your clothing line, 200 years from now is going to be, like, the biggest one on the face of the planet.
2: Oh, yeah, because fashion always comes in cycles. So in, like, in... In the future, you know, it's like how we're cycling back to the 80s and 90s. Like, it's going to be so cool.
3: It's
1: going to
2: be so cool in the future that you'd be extra cool if you were wearing it now.
1: <laughs> yeah, about that. <laughs>
2: you you got in on the bottom floor. Like, you were right there. <laughs>
1: That's exactly right. If you're watching this 112 years from now, you got in on the ground floor. Well Make done. Make your
2: future self cooler. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? are you i 'm calling you kate now i 'm going to switch it back and forth. What is Kate most thankful for?
2: I think these days my health to be perfectly honest like that 's such a huge thing and i 've even been learning to take better care of myself through this pandemic i i 'm getting sleep mm. I am getting sleep, which i haven 't gotten this kind of sleep in about thirteen years so <laughs> it feels great. Like it's just a new kind of energized and you know, eating really well, working out, like just to like have all this time to focus on myself has made me feel really good. good. So health is I think what I'm most thankful for.
1: Oh, that's great. I mean, that's, that's huge. Health is everything, right? I think that's such a great answer. Okay. This is a perfect question for, um, What you do in the DJ world, what is DJ K Styles' best dance move? Oh. (laughs) DJs don't dance. They don't
2: dance. Is
1: is it like do you have to go cool mode as a DJ? Like you can't start like breaking it down in the DJ booth?
2: I mean I could. (laughs) No, No, I bop around. I bop around. I think DJs have like their own signature moves. You know, some people do like the Jesus pose and some people do like the finger puppets.
1: (laughs) Either one of those.
2: The piano hands, (laughs) like the aggressive knob turning.
1: Aggressive. That's what they do like this.
2: Like the knobs are like really heavy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I never knew that was a dance. (laughs) I'm I'm learning. I'm (laughs) learning. (laughs) what's what's the biggest setback you have overcome
2: um i think right now what comes to mind is this whole pandemic and covid um throughout my whole career i've been moving forward and forward motion has always been really important you know even if it's baby steps even if it's millimeters moving forward and looking forward you know you're just you're getting better every day like You know, playing at Madison Square Garden didn't happen overnight. It's a whole process of years and years and years leading up to this. So I'm used to going from zero to 100 and being so busy. Like, I'm barely at a social life. I'm working four or five nights a week, you know, doing all the the admin and invoicing and paperwork during the days. (laughs) So being extremely exhausted for an entire day and then trying to get all my life stuff done in one day. You know, like oh, laundry, Dwayne Reed, like, gotta get that stuff done. So I went from having no time and being so super busy, which I loved, to zero. Like yeah. instead of going zero to hundred, I went hundred to zero. Like those breaks screeched, like someone pulled the e brake on my life. Yeah. So that has been a huge adjustment. Like. Not Yeah, it's definitely been hard. Like, not a happy time at first. You
1: yeah. Know? Do you feel like you're you're over the hump as far as the worst? And I, I don't mean with just with COVID, but for you, like, is the worst behind you? And you just, you feel better now than you did three, four months ago?
2: Mentally, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, in terms of job security, no.
1: Like <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure.
2: Talking to fellow DJs, we might not be back to real work until fall of next year. So oh, is that what they're saying? Yeah. Like when capacities are up, like just no one knows. So it's just, I stopped trying to predict the future and I've stopped trying to, you know, come up with all these like plan B's and plan C's and plan D's and just go along with what's happening and try to figure it out and do it the best way I can.
1: I, I think really that's such good advice because if if you and I sit here and just worry about What's going to happen eight months from now? I mean, who knows? Like you said, we don't. nobody knows what's going to happen. And it seems like it's almost bringing you fully into the present moment and just making the best of today versus worrying about down the road.
2: It really is. That's it cool. really is. It's That's forcing cool. you to just be present. I mean, there's no sense in really like – worrying things that you cannot control at all and letting it eat away at you like that's toxic you know
1: yes it is yeah you're you're just giving advice without even like you're just telling your story and the advice is just coming right out I mean it's so sweet
2: life gems with case styles
1: (laughs) third business third business is about (laughs) there we go (laughs) (laughs) okay last one who is your hero and it could be In the industry, not in the industry, could be dead, alive, whoever. It could be fictional character. Who is your hero?
2: Hmm. I don't tend to have, like, industry heroes. And they always say never meet your
1: heroes. No, I've heard that
2: too. Uh, I, you know, I've never had, like, that one person or icon. Like, there's a lot of people I definitely respect. But if I was going to call anyone a hero in my life, it would definitely be my mom.
1: Yeah. Like,
2: single mom raised, she had to deal with a me. Oh boy. I was not a fun teenager to deal with. (laughs)
1: Are you, are you close with, is your mom, she's still living?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. She lives on the Upper East Side. So she's not that far from me. Um, We're super close. We talk like every day now, now we're super close and we're (laughs) friends. Teenage me and my mom were like mortal enemies. (laughs) So we've come a. Lo- I've come a long way, let's say. Not we, but yeah. She she dealt with me. She was a single mom raising a hell child, and she she did it.
1: So that's but that's cool that you can now look back and appreciate what what she had to go through with. I you. still
2: apologize to
1: her. I'm sure all of us kids could apologize to our parents. Yeah,
2: but she's just you know show me you can do it alone like be independent, be who you are, like speak up, you know, just all these kind of life lessons. And instead of just even telling you, just letting, like just watching her do things like super smart, super motivated, you
1: know, that's cool. I mean, but it it almost seems like everything you're saying is the same, the same ideas you had to put in your own life to become successful at what you're doing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Full circle. Circle. <laughs> yeah, it certainly did. Well, this has been, I can't thank you enough. I'm so glad that we got a chance to connect. We got to get, you got to listen and check out this woman's social media because it's fun, it's exciting, and who knows what the future holds. Clothing line, you got, uh, you're DJing virtually all over the world. Life is good. You're awesome, and I'm rooting for you from a distance over here.
2: Thank you so much. This was
1: so much fun. Yes, it was. <laughs> Thanks for joining and
0: good luck. We'll chat soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Live the Dream with Matt Scaletti. I'm so grateful for you. Please share this podcast on your social media so others can benefit from this valuable content. Also, please subscribe to my podcast because if you aren't,